Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. By the power of merchandising. I am Toy Man. I have the toys. Wow. Is that Toy Man? Yes. The copyright. Uh, I don't know what company owns He-Man. I don't know anymore, actually. Uh, I, uh, yes, I'm Toy Man. Hey, do you want to watch me do the exact same adventure every single week for 130 episodes? Toy Man. Boy, do I. And then purchase every single one of your products that you can find in your local toy store. That's right. I am literally just an advertisement. Wow. And it's not even like the Transformers TV show that tries to have lore. I'm just a toy. Yeah, but like, you're a cool toy though. I am a pretty cool toy. Hey, look, it's Orko. Watch the show on your television, (laughs) then go and buy Toy Vision. Oh, Orko, you dick. Oh my god, it's it's that cowardly cat, whatever his name is, I can't remember. Um, oh, Cringer. Cringer, but Cringer turns into Battle Cat. Mm, mm. And I'm the sorceress, I'm literally not a character even in the reboot show. Ooh, you should uh, steal your mum's credit card and go, go buy all the toys. What does Skeletor sound like in the original show? Yeah, it's me, Skeletor! I'm here to steal all the toys and merchandising. You can't stop me, Toy Man. I can stop you. Do you know why? Because you are completely incompetent and probably one of the worst villains of the 80s, but you're pretty cool. But that's what makes me so endearing. <laughs> that's a pretty good uh, impression, actually, of Skeletor. I love Skeletor. That's something I want to talk about this week on the podcast. Hello, welcome to Only But A Goodie. Wow, we watch movies from 1987 in the order they came out in, and I think Blockbuster season might be over. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you say that, Sandro? Because this week we're reviewing the, the Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah! Yay! The TV show just came out. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we're doing them both. Okay, first impressions of the movie, though. Mm, the movie. Uh, what did you think of the movie? Woof! <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a movie that came out. It's interesting, I'll note, that... Um, the movie and the new TV show start out on the same footing of Skeletor finally winning, quotation mm. marks. Yeah, it's true. Uh, look, it's it's not a great film, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the source material and the, and the things they made, the, it, like the director hasn't watched the show, he's just read the script <laughs> for the show and then, and then made the movie. Look, one positive I can say is that uh, at least this movie isn't a toy advertisement Mm. because no kid would buy a toy based off any of the looks in this movie (laughs) because, my goodness, this looks bad. Uh, uh, No, you could 
You can make a toy out of the, like, gremlin thing. Whatever his name is. Yeah, Gwildor. That little... Yeah, Gwildor. Because you just make it a little, like, fluffy... It's like a troll doll, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, like, meant to be slightly ugly, you know? Um, this movie gave me a headache and I had to stop watching halfway through and come back a couple hours later. (laughs) Ooh, that's not a... That's not a... That's not high praise. (laughs) Gotta be honest. So, so, yeah. It's pretty low. Uh, um, yeah. You're a fan of the, the original show, though, so I think... Yes, I'm a fan. This might have hurt you more, maybe. I hate the original show, yes. I think it's awful. It's definitely not the best show, I'll give it that. But I liked the show as a kid. It's not... It wasn't a crazy show, there wasn't big plot points, as you said, but it was just a, you know, weekly, you'd see He-Man, the superhero, he goes and fights Skeletor. Ah, yeah. Oh, it's it's good stuff, and you see the shenanigans they get up to, and the TV show's great in the way that they just tried to make up bullshit. Oh, know? oh yeah, like yeah, <laughs> the writers for the original show really did have a knack for um coming up with complete mm. nonsense for like a hundred episodes. Oh, it was fantastic! I loved it. You didn't need plot for your your episodes. Ah, screw that. I don't want to see He-Man um, have to body slam, like, a catapult that it doesn't throw the boulder, it just slams it down in front. Hell yeah. 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 I love that thing. Whatever that machine was. The crushing machine. So good. And ride around in that van with the wheels that were just ovals that, like, yeah. folded over themselves. Ah, oh, that... That machine was great. I think I had one as a toy as a kid. Nice. The vehicles for the for Masters of the Universe are pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll probably talk about the new show first, but uh, we should probably get the audience on our side before we do that. But how do you suppose we do that? <laughs> what were the other options for uh, this week that I could have chosen instead of the Masters of the Universe? Haha, <laughs> got it. Gotcha, movie. Oh, what an insult. Uh, we have Back to the Beach. Which was a parody of teen beach movies, which had two middle-aged former beach partiers try and get back into the beach scene. You know what? This movie is a little bit of a beach movie because Skeletor is a beach. <laughs> Got it. Cue <laughs> <Q> cricket sounds. <laughs> the Cavs adventure into Wonderland. <laughs> um, uh, the the. Uh, it's the Care Bears, and they go to the world of Alice in Wonderland, which actually sounds like a, a pretty cool crossover. Yeah, like for a kids, for a kids film. It's, pr- it's probably fine for a half hour Patreon episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, Nadine, Nadine comes into the possession of plans for a proposal road, which are highly confidential. Oh, they begin to be stalked by the police. And some criminals. Crime. Yep. You had anything to add? No. Crime. <laughs> Crime. Yep. Uh, stay out. The coach from the Mighty Ducks and some other guys are cops. And they have to team up to keep an eye on an escaped convict's ex-girlfriend. Oh, crime, but thriller. Uh, who's that girl? I don't know. That's a great question. Madonna oh. is falsely sent to jail. For killing her boyfriend. When she gets out, she teams up with a guy to find the real murderers. Look, those last three are just crime dramas, but out of all the crime dramas, 
uh, I would like to see if Madonna could act, so I would probably have chosen that one. But nope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That or Care Bears going to exactly. Alice in Wonderland, you know. Even though Back to the Beach is like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, I would go for Care mm. Bears or Madonna. Uh, that is mm. true. Uh, but no, instead, I thought, decided that I would uh, get some extra clicks out of Nostalgia and go for Masters of the Universe. Absolutely. Hey, it's a relevant topic. We've got to get those relevant viewers. Hey, people that clicked on this for the review... Of the TV show. We'll get there. Don't you worry. When do we, when are we going to do that? Now? Uh, we could do it now. Oh, my God. What a great segue. It's hard to talk about that new show without spoiling it, though. So mm, so perhaps we'll just say spoilers. All right, Sandro, I want to hear yes. your thoughts on it first. Well, it started off and I was like, this looks really good. The animation's great, oh, yeah. but it still just kind of feels like a toy advertisement. It felt like nostalgia bait a little bit and the script was really corny and silly, but you know, it was fun. But then the end of the first episode happened where spoilers, they kill off He-Man. And I, I think my immediate reaction was, oh, uh, oh, this is going to be really interesting. Mm. And then from that point onwards, I thought it was really good. All right. Here's what I thought. Hey, do you know, Sandro, what fans of the show would be watching the show for? Um, toys. Yes, because because they, they watch the show, and they watch the first couple of episodes, they might be like you, where you go, ah, this is for toys, and you stop watching the show. Mm. Or it might be them, who actually were interested in the show, and then every week tuned in to watch He-Man fight Skeletor. And those are the current fans of the show, yeah? Some of them. Well, the the show's main star is He-Man. The, the old show, I should say. Uh, so the fans of the show have to... They, you would think they would like He-Man, you know? Yeah, probably. But they'll also probably like Skeletor. <laughs> Uh, I personally like Skeletor. Skeletor's my favourite. I love Skeletor. He's, I mean, he's voiced by Mark Hamill, so instantly I am a fan of, of Skeletor when it comes to this new show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I should, should say as well, it started off when I was like, eh, I don't love He-Man, but they were doing more Prince Adam stuff in the first episode, and I found that pretty interesting. It wasn't just He-Man yeah, at the time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just like, you know, oh, I'm He-Man, blah, 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 I'm strong, whatever. Look, I like He-Man as Fantasy Superman. Fantasy Superman is sounds awesome to me. Mm. Um, I don't know about you, it's but cool. I would watch that. <laughs> like a medieval setting where Superman's in it. And, like, villains he has to fight are just, like, dragons and other fantasy monsters, but he's Superman. Yeah. So he, he can just wreck them. Oh, that'd be great. Anyway, they get got the first episode. Yeah. And I understand why fans would be upset, because those two characters are the characters that they liked and watched the show for in the previous ones. I, you know. I I I can and uh, yeah I can understand them like the angry fans because if you don't know the fans hate this show um I can understand the angry fans mm. from that point of view however yes. I'm also like yes I get where you're coming from mm. fans when it comes to you want to watch a He Man show and He Man is not in it but keep watching the show because he is still in it. Yeah, yeah. It is It is still a He-Man show. Like, he's not gone for the entire show. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it, it started off on the wrong foot. There was two things they needed to do, I think, that they, that they could have done differently. They could have started with, like, maybe one season of just He-Man, regular He-Man, 
But that would have turned you off. You would have been um, like, ah, oh, it's just He-Man sort of thing. No, nah, what they... No, or, you're right. What they should have done probably is made just a He-Man reboot. Yeah. Uh, which is just the regular show. And then make this that's like the adult version that comes in that you can also watch, which is the Dark Star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is, they could have done a reboot like that, or maybe the first, the very first episode we get He-Man versus Skeletor stuff, you know, classic stuff, and then the second episode they twist it up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, alternatively, they should have started it without He-Man or Skeletor at all, and just be like, we're in that future area. Yeah, where are they? where, Where she's, you know having to collect the goblets and restore the magic, blah, blah, you know, all the, all the stuff. And then reveal slowly what happened to He-Man and Skeletor. And then you can introduce them back. Like, I feel like that could have been a good way to go about it. That could have worked. Yeah. But obviously they wanted a, a nice spectacular starting episode and they wanted to make sure mm. they showed that He-Man still exists. I play devil's advocate here because I actually agree with a few of the fans. Not all of them. I've seen some comments Look, that I definitely don't agree with. The only... Yeah, the, the, the fans that I... Like, I can see where you're coming from, where you're like, I want a mm. He-Man show without He-Man. But if you're gonna... Like, if your other criticisms are, well, Taylor's a bit muscly, isn't it? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Look at that hair, it's PC gone mad. Honestly, what? What does that mean? People are criticising the fact that Taylor's got hair in the style that she's got. I do like the show. I do like the show. I was uh, very disappointed when Skeletal died. True. But have you finished the season? No, I haven't quite finished it, but I know he ca- I know he comes back. You're going to be very might. hyped for the second season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I figured I would be and that they would both be coming back. Like, yeah. this is clearly like a, a you know, intro for Tila. Get her into the spotlight. Sort yeah, of they're making her more of a character. I loved how they made Evil Valin a character. Yeah, yeah, gave her a, a bit of personality. Wow. Mm. They made me care about Orko. Ah, Orko! Orko! You gotta love Orko. Orko's great. He's pretty great. <laughs> so yeah, look, I uh. I think a lot of the issues are this is the first He-Man thing that we've gotten in like 20 years. And yep. uh, if it wasn't that, I think probably people wouldn't be as mad as they are now. But also, the criticisms about her hairstyle and stuff are stupid. So, you know. Well, yes, there's definitely a vocal minority. And I feel like they can. Some of those people are, are dumb and uh, old. Mm. Um, but, um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, it inherently goes down to this is the first thing they've gotten, and they were expecting this and got this. Yeah. And so they're, they're upset. But overall, I actually think it's a cool show and I'll be excited to watch watch more. Yeah, it's good stuff. But anyway, uh, we should move on to the movie that we're talking about. Yeah, we should about. actually review the movie. And we should compare them. We should compare mm. the animated show, which actually has characters, and this. Yes, I'll say the animated show did a lot better for the franchise <laughs> than it did... <laughs> than this movie oh. uh, at least uh, you know it remembered all of the characters that were in the TV show and we, no uh, well actually yes I agree uh-huh. but also I do not want to see the live action version of Orko that they would have put in this movie <laughs> 
Because that would have been bad. I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see it. I don't know what about you. <laughs> that would have been half the episode for me. <laughs> Alright, so, Masters of the Universe. Uh, it was released August 7th. Interestingly enough, it's called Masters of the Universe, like the toy line, and not he-man and the masters of the universe like the tv show Hmm. the film is made by canon group who most recently also did superman 4 which was good it's them again did they also do conan the destroyer i think they also did conan the destroyer we've done a lot of their movies more like series the destroyer hey Um, haha because because the movies were bad yeah we've done a lot of uh yeah canon group stuff and um it's not good not not impressed so far <laughs> a lot of their franchise stuff is awful but then you'll get like breakin or american ninja mm. 2 I don't know, it's pretty good uh, i don't know about american ninja 2 it's a good no it's terrible uh it's directed by gary goddard who is good friends with brian singer and they are both the absolute worst people in hollywood probably so i'm just gonna move on from those Oof. Uh, they belong in Jail. It's written by David Odell, who also wrote Supergirl. Hey, you really like that film. I mean, not because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, he, he was also a writer on The Muppet Show and Dark Crystal, though, so... Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's surprising. Dark Crystal and, and, and Muppets were good. I'll give him that. Although Dark Crystal is not known for its story writing or characters though i mean you could say it's known for its characters you know yeah it's sort of sort of character yeah it's definitely not what it's 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 you know it's more about the puppetry and how amazing yeah 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 yeah. amazing puppetry and effects yeah yeah yeah. good film not what it's known for good film the cast, Dolph Lundgren is He-Man, uh, and not Prince Adam, they forgot to do any of that in this movie. Um, it's Dolph Lundgren's third ever film, after an appearance in a Bond movie, and then he was Drago in Rocky IV, then he did this. Wow, this was early in his career? Mmm. Huh. I thought he was in this purely because he was, you know, a name, a big name. I think he was a popular bodybuilder turned actor, maybe. Because I know he was definitely popular around this time. Okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. After this, he did mainly direct-to-video stuff, but he was also the Punisher um, a couple of years later. He's in Creed 2, he's in Aquaman, he's going to be in Aquaman 2 as well. Ah, there you go. I, I really liked Dolph Lundgren. Uh, yeah, I feel like he didn't get much screen time in this He-Man movie. No, he didn't, did he? <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, he was alright, he was alright. Who is the main character of this film? Skeletor. Actually, you're right. You're right there. Um. And Skeletor <laughs> is played by award-winning actor Frank Langella. Hey! <laughs> he's won Oscars for playing Nixon. Uh, mm. He's in a really cool TV show called The Americans. He plays this KGB mm-hmm. guy. He reportedly has said in interviews that this is one of his favourite roles ever because he could just be <laughs> completely silly and no one cared. Yeah. Did he get an Oscar for this one? No, he, he, he didn't even get a Golden Raspberry Award. Oh, that's a shame. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. I mean, the makeup is pretty terrible, but... Yeah, I, I, I wrote down, he looks like um, a combination between the Red Skull and Voldemort. He does. Courtney Cox is in this for some reason. She plays Julie, uh. one of the humans. Uh, she's, of course, Monica in Friends, Gail from Scream. Uh, this is one of her earlier roles. I had no idea she, she was in this, and when she showed up, I was like, oh, oh cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she's good. She's uh, definitely good. I quite liked her 
I don't like her character in the story. No. Or the story, but I, I like I like her. Why is this set on Earth? Nah, it's it's a classic thing yeah. that um old movies do. It's like get this beloved series and send them to Earth. It's That's so, a movie worthy plotline. So annoying. Um that they, they didn't get over even nowadays they still do that. Crap. Less and less so, but it's still like Transformers is set on Earth still. No, yeah. oh, they do it way less, way less. Like it's not really a thing anymore, but they still occasionally do it, and I hate it. It's yeah, it's annoying whenever it mm. happens. Was um, because I know that for the Transformers TV show, it was Cybertron, and then there was a series when they came to Earth and dealt with human kids. But I don't. I think that was after this, maybe. Oh, all all Transformers things have mostly been based on Earth. The original show is completely Cybertron, though. I remember watching it. Is it from the eighties? It's good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. The very original, and then no, most of the modern things all happen on Earth. Yeah, I mm. say that the original show is good stuff, but it's an eighties cartoon, so it probably it doesn't hold up very well. But you know, uh, I remember watching it. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's, all right. It's uh, yeah, solid cool. Stuff. You know, yeah. it's solid for what it is. It's very. It's like He Man ish. But I'd say it, it has a more plot. Yeah, it's got more plot than He-Man. It's still just there to sell toys, but it's got more plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're, they're robots that transform into cars. Yeah. Like, you're gonna sell some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Also from Friends is Christina Pickles, who plays the sorceress, uh, who has some of the best old person makeup I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yep. I, I I I thought she looked pretty old when mm. she looked old. Yeah, that was that was alright. I was like, that's an old person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty good actually. Meg Foster plays Evil Lynn. It's kind of amazing watching the new show and then watching this, where it's like Evil Lynn is just nobody in this movie. Uh, that was quite funny. Well, uh, that's she was funnily enough. She's more accurate in this movie than she is in the series <laughs> because she had no character in the series either. Who else? Chelsea Field plays Teela. Uh, she's from Commando, the Arnie movie. Also has a big role mm. in one of the NCIS TV shows recently. She's definitely better in the TV series. Yeah. Much more character. At least she has at least one action sequence in this show, so that was a thing. Yes. The pro- we'll get to the action sequences, but I, <laughs> there's a slight problem with them. There is. Uh. John Cypher is Man at Arms. Uh, probably best known for his musical role in the 50s Cinderella movie, which was one of Julie Andrews' first ever films. And people remember him from that. Hmm. He's also in a bunch of cop shows. Yeah. And he does nothing in this movie. And finally, the elephant in the room is Gwildor, who I guess is the Orko replacement. Uh, yeah, no, he's definitely like, we, we couldn't quite do Orko, so we just made up our own character. Mm. to infest this movie. And it's, it annoys me that they had to make up a character when they ignored so many other characters that were already yeah. in the TV show, just so they could be like, here's the bullshit he made that we can do the story out of. Mm. MacGuffin. Yeah, he's MacGuffin. He's MacGuffin Man. Um, and he's also the comedy uh, relief. Haha. At least the makeup was better. Yeah, he looked he looked cool. Uh, so he's played by Bill Barty, who is in like heaps of stuff, heaps and heaps of stuff. Mm. Um, he is actually 
the basis for all the hobbits in the original Lord of the Rings animated movie as well. They based all the hobbits off of ah. him. I think he helped with, like, with rotoscoping huh. or something, which is pretty cool. We should do that animated movie before that Amazon TV show comes out. Yeah, boom. Or when it comes out, and do a comparing episode. We've never done that before where we've watched a TV show and then compared an old movie to... Wait a minute. Wait a oh, no. I mean, I think the new TV show is a prequel, but we could still do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the reception, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 40%, uh, which is 10% higher than Masters of the Universe Revelations on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, great. <laughs> so that's at about 30, I think. Uh, yeah, anyone over the age of 15 hated this. Mm. But I think some kids really enjoyed it. Most reviews were like, why are they making a Conan and Star Wars mashup rip-off film. Uh, and with Superman music. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. All the music is Superman. All the guns are Star Wars. Star and then Wars. all of the swords and stuff is it's just Conan. Conan, yep. <laughs> Immediately it, it felt very Star Warsy, And of course it, it, it resembles Conan with your big muscly oh, yeah. bodybuilder as your, your star. The Superman thing I didn't notice till someone pointed it out to me, and they were like, oh, right, that's what they were trying there. <laughs> but you could clearly see they were trying to get yeah. things from other stuff and apply them to this, so it would also be popular. Yeah. This cost $22 million, which, 22. Uh, you know, yeah. that makes sense. There's a lot of sets. Yeah, there was a lot of special effects stuff, mm. makeup things that they have to do to... Grey skull set was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Could be better, but uh, it was pretty cool. What, what do you think it made in 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 America? I would say thirty six is my first instinct. Oh, you think it made a profit? Uh, well, now I don't. <laughs> this tanked. It made seventeen million. They didn't even get oh. the budget back. Ooh, ooh, that is bad. Yes, which is the same, which is the same as the Transformers animated movie and the G.I. Joe animated movie. They all kind of came out in like the mid to late 80s and they all tanked. Wait, I didn't know the, tra- the Transformers animated one flopped. Oh, that's unfortunate. For the taglines, though, there's three taglines. And what are those taglines, Sandra? I'm sure they're all excellent taglines that I'll love. From a distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. This is, uh, this is an alien movie. Mm-hmm. This sounds like an intro to some sort of sci-fi movie about aliens. It's like Predator or something. Yeah, Predator or, uh, or The Thing. Th- yeah. Or E.T. I guess they are technically aliens, though, right? They are aliens. They are aliens. But this is an alien movie. A battle fought in the stars now comes to Earth. Again, this is this is Star Wars. Yep, they're, they're, they're trying to get the Star Wars fans up in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the Star Wars fans won't be disappointed because it's pretty much that in every fight scene. Just watch the Ice Pirates, um, Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Surprisingly, the final tagline is. Only the universe could hold adventure this big. Okay, I, I, I like that one better because at least it doesn't make me immediately think aliens. Hey, um, so the, those are the three taglines, right? Yeah. You know how some might say that He-Man has a tagline? Uh, he does. He has an iconic. And that's missing from these taglines? <laughs> yeah. That makes complete sense, doesn't it? Oof. It's missing from the whole movie. I have the power on Earth. Whoa. 
By the power of Grayskull, I travel to Earth. <laughs> All better taglines. The power of Grayskull goes to Earth. My first note before I talked about the font was, oh no, it's Canon Group. I saw that and I was like, hmm, why Why do I, my immediate emotion when seeing this is negative. Why do I feel worse? <laughs> what? What is... What what is what is what psychological thing has happened where I see this logo and then and then I feel bad? That's that's weird. Ah. I don't know what's happening there. The Superman Four effect. <laughs> Oof. But yeah, it opens with the classic like opening for the show. Mm. Eternia, center of the universe. Castle holds the power. If you have the power, you become the masters of the universe. Did you note down the uh, the font? Yep. That zoomed onto screen. It's zoomed with a fantastic streak effects, and then we saw these bold chrome letters. Ooh. I could I could feel the eighties crawling up my spine. It was wonderful. Yeah, what did you think? It looked like font from the eighties. <laughs> it's a kids' movie, you know. It's it, it, it's 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 loud and it's bright. It's what I was expecting, I guess. Now now you can you can do similar effects in words. I was um yeah, it's true. <laughs> Actually, you're not wrong there. Yep. I think my headache started creeping on as soon as the font <laughs> appeared on screen. Ah, that's when it all started. But the movie, it doesn't even show us how Skeletor takes over Castle Grayskull. It just cuts to him mm. acting like the Emperor, mm. walking into the castle with his stormtroopers everywhere. Yeah, yeah, his stormtroopers for the Emperor, which was so blatant what they had going. It was oof. It's such an obvious Star Wars ripoff. Everything with Skeletor yeah. is like, they're just doing the emperor yes so first off they have the stormtroopers which looked like a combo between darth vader and stormtroopers <laughs> yep they were just darth troopers they even used blaster pistols which look almost exactly like star wars blaster pistols what, what do you mean they're not they're not leftover props from star they didn't go to kmart and buy a bunch of star wars props no it's <laughs> not no not at all what this is skeletor is the emperor yes i'm not going to lie i wasn't a big fan of skeletor is it the voice yeah, a little bit of the voice, yeah. a little bit of the more, even him acting silly. It wasn't, it wasn't flamboyant enough for me. You know, mm. it wasn't. He's not really goofy in this mm. film. It's true. That's true. The key, the key things that Skelter is is goofy and sinister, which shouldn't be things that go together. <laughs> no, they're like almost polar opposites, but he pulls it off, and that's what makes him one of my favorite characters of all time. Mm. It's just how goofy yet evil he is. Mm. Just like he he does this ridiculous bullshit, and like gets his ass whooped every time. A- every time, like he he just like keeps coming back after he's getting his ass whooped in the most comical fashion. Yeah. But, like, also he's the sinister evil person that just does evilness. Mm. And it's like, I, I just, I, I can't fault this boy. And, like, in this, all I could see was the Emperor uh, as as Red Skull. Yeah, he was, he, he was a bit too evil. No, not too evil. He was a bit too... 
smart to be Skeletor in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the fact that he succeeded made him way, way less Skeletor. Which is a problem, like, with the new show as well. I don't really believe that Skeletor would be able to take over the mm-hmm. castle. Oh, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think he, I think he would, eventually. Through sheer amount of trying. Yeah, that's true. And Skeletor isn't, isn't fully incompetent, he's just goofy. Yeah, and he always trusts the wrong people. Mm. He always trusts the wrong evil doers. Yeah, he's too, he's, he's too loving, he's too trusting, you know? Too much of a good guy. It opens, he has his evil speech, he's like, Finally, I have taken over the castle, but now I need you mm. to find He-Man. And we cut to He-Man, he's out in the desert yep. fighting stormtroopers in a series of quick-cut, close-up action sequences. Yep. Which suck. I hate them. Yep. I hate that style of action. It's the worst. Ah, not only that, we have a lot of uh, blaster fights in this movie. Yep. Specifically in this movie, there was barely any melee combat. We got one scene where He-Man's fighting in this, like, trash dump with a whole bunch of goons, and we get some, some melee combat. And I was like, oh, cool. He only really uses his sword in this start scene in the trash place. And at the very end. The very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Skeletor pulls out a sword and they fight. Oh, that was actually kind of cool. I I didn't mind that fight. It made sense for uh, Man at Arms. Yeah. Because he uses the laser pistol. That's the guns. Yeah. But um, the whole idea, it's supposed to be fantasy and sci-fi, almost sort of combined. And we got really more sci-fi than we did fantasy at all points during this film. Yeah, but there weren't any robots, actually. They never went that far, uh, which the show does. Um, but there weren't any like robots in this, which was kind of surprising. I was expecting there to be a robot or something. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, and none of the cool vehicles either. Well, actually, that's not true. There is, there is a cool, cool vehicle. So, He-Man, Man-at-Arms, Teela, they rescue Gwildor, who's this Orko Lights goblin-esque. He's a goblin. He's like a little troll man. Yeah. And he is integral to the entire plot of the movie, this new character. Because he's invented the Cosmic Key. Yeah, which was kind of cool. I liked that it played synth music. That made no sense. Uh, well, it's a classic trope. I would have liked if they set that up earlier, though, because the first time we see the cosmic key, it makes sounds when you press the buttons, Mm. but the characters, you know, like He-Man, Taylor, all them, they don't react to said sounds, so I was expecting that it was just a part of the soundtrack. Yes. But then when those sounds become a plot point at the end of the movie, I was like, hang on a second... I thought that was yeah. just the soundtrack, but now you're saying that the characters can hear these sounds. Yeah. They definitely should have mentioned that it's like, it tunes into the, the music of the universe or something. Like, yeah. he should have explained the music bit at the very start, so then it's important at the end. There was no Chekhov's space key. <laughs> there was no Chekhov's space key. That's true. So, so yes, they definitely missed their opportunity to explain that earlier mm. about the music of the universe. I like that idea. It's just they didn't they didn't do well. No, explaining it. It was a it was a cool idea. Yeah, and very eighties. Yeah, it's a classic trope of the the universe is tuned to music. Yeah, and you can tune it in with this cosmic key and travel anywhere you want even through time <laughs> apparently oh i hated that oh, oh, the ending of this movie terrible they use the key to break into castle grey skull we learned that that's how the bad guys got there 
because we didn't get to see that earlier, but apparently they also have a cosmic key, and that's how they got into Greyskull, yeah. was a cosmic key. So they use a cosmic key to get into Greyskull, and then they have a fight with Skeletor. Mm. He-Man's sword really is just a lightsaber in this scene, because yes. he's deflecting blaster like, bullets. Bolts, yep. It's, it's great. It, it's, it's got the same sound effects. Yep. But anyway, they are losing the fight. Skeletor's powers are, um, are too strong for our hero of Masters of the Universe of Music. Yes. I sure hope the ending isn't just this battle, but somehow they win it. Oh, that's definitely not what the ending is. But also, Skeletor is more powerful in the ending, so it should make even less sense that they win it at the end. It's true, it's true. Oh, I guess at the end they had the power of... No, they're already friends. They're already friends in this first fight scene, so I don't know where that... No. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They've got the power of that police detective at the end. Oh, yes, that, that's the guy who tides over the battle, of course. That's how they win. Makes so much sense. Um, so they, uh, use the cosmic key, but they use it just, like, frantically, mm. without checking any buttons, doing anything. They just randomly teleport. Because they, they are losing the battle. They need to get out of there. So, so, without any programming of coordinates, they just use it and take off. And they get stuck in a black hole in the middle of space, and they all die. They all suffocate. They all freeze. Because the majority of space is a black void of of zero oxygen. You know what else is a black void of zero oxygen? What is that? The script of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, in fact, they managed to land on one of the few planets. Not only that, but it has a breathable atmosphere as well. How lucky, how fortunate that it has a livable atmosphere. The, the, they land on Earth. Which is uh, the... the uh, uh, they never once bring up the fact that, that these aliens look exactly like humans, either. They're never like, oh wow, the natives of this planet look exactly like us. Yep, we've talked about it, but I hate plot point where you just go to Earth, because I'm a director, I only know how to direct things on Earth. Yeah. That way we could use, you know, local places here on Earth as, pro- as you know... Mm. props and backgrounds you know that way that way we don't have to come up with interesting sets they had enough money to build a bunch of sets but no no we come across we see we see a lady working at a diner ah i'm courtney cox and i I, i'm getting out of this town i'm get i'm breaking up with my boyfriend and i'm and i'm hopping on a plane and i'm leaving you know why i'm leaving because all my parents died in a plane crash that's why i'm leaving this town (laughs) whoa Whoa, alright, okay, what? <laughs> alright. God, I hope that doesn't come up at the end. Ugh. Um, I love just how tragic her backstory is, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a D&D character. It's like someone's made up their character. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just a country bumpkin girl who's working at the diner, but I want to hit the big city. Also, my parents are dead. <laughs> her parents are dead because I decided to not go on a family trip where my dad was... First of all, her dad owns a plane uh, or, mm. like, or like a private jet and can just fly in places. Yeah, no, no, not a private jet. It was probably... They were more saying like a prop plane. Yeah. It makes sense, though, that they would crash said plane and die in a fiery explosion. <laughs> Whoa. So... Whoa. All I'm saying... Whoa. All I'm saying... Mm. So that dad probably had it coming. It's, it's one of the more realistic things i'd say i guess 
because they're a white suburban family, so of course they they're wealthy. Of course, they own enough to to, to own a small plane. Yeah, I, it's great though because she's like, I need to leave town, boyfriend. It's our final date before we break up and I move away. Let's go yep. to, to the cemetery. <laughs> Let's go see my dead parents. Let's go see my dead parents. Yeah. Uh, so romantic. This one will definitely set the mood for the rest of your life. Because Yay. your relationships, you will always compare them to that time you broke up with your girlfriend in a graveyard. Have fun, idiot. Uh, Whoa. In the graveyard, there's this place. Because we see that He-Man and the masters of the universe, they don't know where the key is. They flew out of the portal. Yeah. Where's the key? Where's the key gone? Well, the keys... We've lost the key. The keys landed in the cemetery. And Kevin, the boyfriend, picks up and is like, this must be a new sort of Japanese synthesizer. <laughs> That's one of those new Japanese synthesizers. <laughs> ah, yeah. Because it's some strange technology. Gotta be Japanese. Yeah, of course. Gotta be foreign. I love how oh. later on, though, uh, the cop thinks that it's a Russian synthesis. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Gotta get all the foreign tropes. <sighs> so he plays with it, which allows Skeletor and the rest of his goons to lock in on the signal. Because they can lock in on the signal when it's being used. So Skeletor commands Evil Lynn to get the finest goons... To go and and locate it, so they get a a, a group of uh, yep. guys to go on a suicidal mission. Some some sort of suicide squad. <laughs> <laughs> Is Suicide Squad out? But by the time I think Suicide Squad's out by the time this episode's out. Yeah. So uh, that was quite a timely reference. Ha ha! See, I'm I'm with the kids. I'm relevant. I got invited to a critic screening. It starts at nine in the morning. I'm like nine in the morning. Some violent Suicide Squad action. Let's <laughs> Absolutely go. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh actually no. That would be an excuse for morning drinking, and I'd be down. Mm. I mean, I'm going. So hell yeah. <laughs> You're going? Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm keen to see, because this, uh, this one actually looks like the Suicide Squad rather than whatever the first movie was. Well, this episode's coming out after I've seen it, so uh, I will say two sentences. Mm -hmm. I will say, it's good and it's bad right now. I will mm. say them both. I'll edit out the one that it isn't. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie's really good. The movie's really bad. There we go. <laughs> or alternatively, you'll just keep this whole thing in. <laughs> and, and I won't and bother. <laughs> you'll have to... You'll have to find out, listening right now, that you've already found out. Maybe we'll do a Patreon review of it. I don't know. I'd love to. If it's good. If it's good, yes. <laughs> if it's bad, I'm never talking about it again. <laughs> I'm never touching DC ever again. The movie's really good. So Skeletor and Evelyn, they recruit Blade. Oh yeah. They recruit yep. Zarad or Zarad, something like that. Zarad. They recruit Krag. Yep. And the Beast Man. Beast Man was cool. Beast Man looked like Beast Man, mm -hmm. at least. Or like, you yeah. know, a live action Beast Man. I think Blade was the guy with like 
the cybernetic eye and stuff. He looked pretty cool. Yeah, look, uh, he, he, yeah, they look cool. Yeah. They look all right. I'm glad they could fit in some characters from the TV show again. I guess. Yep. They lock in on the Japanese synthesizer, which just happens to be in some sort of, like, hall, like, concert hall, where they're practicing music. Yeah, yeah, because the boyfriend wants to test it out with his music equipment, because he's an artist. He's a musician. He is. That, that'll come in handy later when they need specifically that. He is like, ah. Uh, I don't really know how to use this synthesizer. I'm going to go take it down to the music shop. You stay here, girlfriend, and I'll come back here very soon. So Courtney Cox, she stays in the music hall while he goes to the music shop. She wants to absorb her surroundings. She's she's mm. going to leave, so she wants some alone time in this place for some reason. Yep. yep. And then the bad guy shop. Oh, my God. They beat up the security guard. Pretty brutally, actually. Yeah, that was oh, actually... Rude. Yeah, that was quite brutal. And then they uh, they chase her around for way too long. Yep. My, my favourite part is they say, don't kill her because she might know where the key is. Yes. And then immediately Blades guy tries to stab her through the stage. Don't question it. Don't question yep. it. She burns half of Beast Man's face off. Yeah. Yikes. It's pretty brutal. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty brutal. Poor Beast Man. He yeah. needed half that face. And she's screaming and screaming. And who happens um, to hear the screams outside of the building? Why, it's He-Man. He's out looking for the key. And he just happens to be walking past. Convenient. And so he runs into her and he's like, You can trust me. I'm a man without a shirt on and a cape. Yep. I'm going to pick you up and we're out of here. Yep. She immediately trusts him for no reason whatsoever. And they, they leave. Meanwhile, mm. the bad guys chase after them. They're like, oh, she's got to know where the key is. Blah, blah, blah. There's a fight sequence yep. in the trash place, which is where they all end up. Oh, by the way, in all my notes, I wrote him as he macho. That's what I wrote in this. I'd just like you to know, I feel like that's a fact I should probably share. <laughs> he macho is a pretty good name for this dude, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he 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 kicks their ass. They they get their ass whooped. They do. We get He Man actually being He Man for once in this movie. One of the only scenes where he uses his sword uh, instead it's of cool. a gun. I think Julie shoots one of them as well. She finds like a, a laser gun on the ground and shoots one of them. Yes. So the goons have been defeated. Uh, they head back to Eternia. Man at Arms, uh, Teela, and the and the goblin thing show up and now they're all friends apparently but something and then julie uh does something right she manages to find a phone booth and calls up her place which just so happens to be where her boyfriend currently is because her boyfriend has gone back to the hall because he hears on the radio the cop radio that uh they've tuned into in the music <laughs> place got how bad this plot is <laughs> yeah yeah that uh the main ho- the music hall's on fire yes and that there's been you know yelling and fighting and he's like holy crap she's stuck there so he runs all the way over there yep where he sees the place surrounded by cops and uh firefighters and stuff and the best character of the movie which is the detective <laughs> yep uh, honestly not the worst character to be honest <laughs> i laughed at pretty much everything he did i, I was very entertained by mr detective because he was he was just like this grounded detective that's like trying to figure out what's going on and has no fucking clue what's going on <laughs> he keeps swearing in this kids movie it's great yeah, yeah yeah he talks with this detective and it's like where's my girlfriend you gotta find my girlfriend what are you doing standing around and the cop's like all right buddy you're coming with me yeah 
Which I think was the most appropriate reaction there. Mm. So they go to Julia's house. Yes. This detective, like, taking time out of his day to personally escort, I thought was pretty good Good on him. Pretty you good. Know? I mean, Kevin and Julie would be the, the lead suspects probably in this arson anyway. That's true. That is true. Two birds with one stone. And by two birds, I mean the one bird, because it's just one case. But... Yes, it's one guy. So they go to Julie's house to check if she's there. And then Julie goes to a phone booth and her immediate idea is to call up her own house. Makes sense. All her parents are dead. Who is she calling? Her dog? No, no, no. They're calling the boyfriend because she's sure that the boyfriend get there because the plot told her. Because the boyfriend said, I'm going to go to the music shop. So she's like, ah, yes, he's at my house. Mm. That would have made sense if she called up the music place and the music place was like, oh, he went to find you. Mm. And then she's like, oh, he's probably looking for me. He'll probably check my house and then call that. You know, she didn't go through the logic. No, she just called the house. Called the house. And she says to him, hey, I met these fantasy people. One of them's a little bit like Superman. And uh, one of them's like Conan. Yeah. And there's also this weird, like, goblin thing that's always making jokes. A little pervy, but, you know, she, he seems okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, they want the key, so hold on to the key. And Kevin's like, yep. Sorry, what was that? Oh, no, she's not here. Why? Well, uh, no, she's not. She's not here right now. What are you? What are you doing, Kevin? What are you? Oh, are you, it's almost like you're doing a scene in the movie where you're in the house with a cop and you got to pretend you're not talking to me because the cop wants me. Is that what you're doing right now? I'm not doing that thing. No, no, sorry. Um, anyway, I've got to go. Got to find my girlfriend. Oh, Julie. give me the phone. I'm the cop. Give me the phone. Hello, hello. Oh, who are you talking to, Sonny? What? Why? Why is this a scene? It's funny. Why? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why are you trying to avoid the cop? So far, the cop's only been helpful. Are you are you being held against your will? Because so far, the cops just let you do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't know why you're questioning the plot of this movie so much. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> That's why I question it. So dumb. Back in Eternia, Skeletor kills Beast Man because I guess they couldn't afford his costume anymore. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't Beast Man. It was um one of the it was the one guy I didn't recognize from the TV show. Oh, it was Greedo. Yeah, it was Greedo. Greedo died, <laughs> and I was like, uh, because because earlier on I was like, who is this guy? I can't remember him from the show. And then they deleted him. And I'm like, well, because it doesn't matter. Yeah, and then he sends them back to Earth with Evil in this time. Yeah. He sends Evil Lynn and is like, all right, if you're so confident you can get them, you're going with them. And they bring a ship with them as well. They bring a ship. Yep. And they bring this magical device that lets Evil Lynn see past events. Yep. Which they only use once, which I feel like that would be a very useful device. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the bad guy said they were overwhelmed by, by like, they, they were outnumbered. Mm. And she uses this magical device to see what happened in the past. It shows them just getting beat up by He-Man, and she's like, uh, outnumbered, more like outmatched. Ha-ha. <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I like that line. And then she she sees the girl, and she's like, oh, I see why you lost now. There was one native female. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn, she's been in hot fire at these guys. Evelyn's cool. Always making jokes. Always making jokes. What, hey. what, a, what a hilarious... 
I love how the new TV show as well confirms that uh, she wasn't always called Evelyn. She was actually called Evelyn, and then she turned evil and decided to call herself Evelyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She has plot. She has character. <laughs> She's got character in the new show. It's good stuff. Wow. <laughs> Look, when I say that I like the new show, it's like a three out of five. <laughs> like, it's okay. I'm just defending it because I think fans are being too harsh. What? I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I actually like it more. I'm like wow. a 3.5 to nice. 4. Like, to be fair, I liked the old He-Man. Oh, And yeah. I like I like this sort of, you know, show. So, yeah, yeah. So, it, it's my kind of show, you know? You've got these fantasy, you've also got random, like, high-tech. This is everything I want from a show. I, lo- I love I love technomancy. I love magic and tech. Yeah. Well, like, Future sci-fi tech and fantasy just mushing together. Yeah, it's Ooh, good. I love it. It's good stuff. What do they, what do they do then? They bring the synthesizer back to the music shop. Yes, because the the detective wants to check it out. Oh yeah, because the detective. Yeah, the detective brings it because he wants to know what it is. Yeah, and they go to the music shop so he can tell him what the synthesizer is. And he man, he man, and the 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 group show up at the shop because they can track the key. Apparently, they they arrive there in style as well because um, what's his face, the inventor dude, has tricked up a car to have Mandalorian jet propulsion <laughs> powers. I genuinely loved Gwildor driving around in this hot pink car with a jet engine on it. That was yeah, good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was fun. He tricks up this car and they uh, they drive over and then they all pop out and the cop's like, well, <laughs> what have we got here? Well, oh, oh, now yeah. I'll finally get some answers out of these people. Why do I get the feeling you guys are the, the ones uh, I was after this whole night? And he pulls a gun on He-Man. But then Evelyn and the crew show up, so they've got to do a big old fight. The cop and the rest of the civilians get... Uh, first off, the cop gets disarmed by Teela. Good on you, Teela. Mm-hmm. And then they're all put in the back for safety. Yes. So that shenanigans can happen. And I think Julie's the one holding them at gunpoint as well, just to make sure the cop doesn't run off. But then the cops like, "Hey, your friends are out there dying in that battlefield. You better go help them." Hey. I liked the line where Kevin talks to Julie, and Kevin's like, "Hey, Julie, this is really weird, right? It reminds me of the invasion of the body snatchers. How does it remind you of the invasion of the body snatchers? Yeah, I, it yeah. should remind you of literally any other sci-fi. Yeah, Ugh. I'm glad that's the one they reference. Then Teela goes out and kicks butt." And and gives us the the glorious line, woman at arms. Mm, the full quote is uh, sounded like you needed a woman's touch out here. A woman at arms. Oh yes, of course. Sorry, it's PC gone mad. I like how she looks at the camera. As she, she says does. That she as looks well. at the camera when she says it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. So they fight off evil Lynn. Yep. But meanwhile... But meanwhile, she sneaks around the back and disguises herself <laughs> as as the mum that we know to be dead. As Julie's dead mum. And so Julie sneaks out the back without anybody noticing that she just leaves. And also you can leave around the back and also... What? What? what okay. So she goes up and she's like, Mom, oh my god, you're alive. Oh my goodness. And the mom's like, yeah, I was part of a secret 
organization. It's like it's like a Spider-Man story, you know. I'm part of this secret organization that I can't tell you about. Actually, that is what but, happened um, with Peter Parker's parents in one of the comics. Yeah. Their parents faked their death because they were working on the Venom thing <laughs> or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, oh, we were part of this secret organization that was that was helping your friends over there. But we need that key, the, the cosmic key, the, the thing that plays the music. She calls it a giant metal thing that plays music. Ah, oh, right, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, go get it, girl. Go, go retrieve it, even though I've, I've just revealed the fact that I'm back alive and you, your main concern will be go fetching this thing for me. I can totally be trusted. So Julie goes and gets the key, brings it back to her, gives her mum a hug, and then her mum changes and she it's evil in. Oh, no. <laughs> no one saw this coming in the audience because all the audience is five. And then for some reason, even though they've got the key, Skeletor's like, I'm coming to Earth. Yep. I want to kill him, man. He's flying around on this floating hover ship thing. And we see a shot Mm. of the dashboard. And on the dashboard Mm. is just Star Wars language. It's just the Star Wars writing. And I was like, huh. (laughs) Yeah, like the rest of this film. It's just Star Wars. (laughs) So anyway, he wants He-Man caught. So he sends off these two uh, stormtroopers on, like, hoverboard skate things. Mm. He-Man, he kills one of them. And he hops on the hoverboard himself, and oh boy, is this action sequence amazing. It looks so good. So good. He-Man flying around, shooting people. Again with the shooting people. Well, why does... I mean, yes, they use they use lasers in the, the show, but like He-Man, uh, he uses a sword. That's kind of his thing. Mm. It's the sword. For a movie, you'd hope that he would majority use a sword, but you know. No, they couldn't afford that. Actually, a gun would be more expensive, so they could afford it. Yes. They decided instead to spend money. That they had to make it more like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also gets uh, help from his friends who get captured. Yep. Like idiots. Do any of his friends ever do anything helpful in this movie? Uh, They fight. That's about it. Yeah, but they fight goons. Yeah, yeah, they fight goons. Oh, and the goons get their ass whooped. I don't think they ever win a fight against anyone else. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Um, oh, and then Skeletor's like, ah, He-Man, you've come to save them, because he, like, he's captured them, and then He-Man comes to save them, and he's like, ah, you got to stop now, uh, otherwise I'll turn all gangster, see? But also, I'll murder your friends. And He-Man's like, ah, beans. All right, well, I surrender. Skeletor takes He-Man back to Eternia, and the other friends stay on Earth. And also, Julie gets shot in the leg by a poison dart? Oh, no, 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 not a poison dart. Um, Skeletor's <laughs> magic as he tries to zap He-Man. Yeah. And uh, infects her leg with evil magic. That looked... Her leg bubbling green looked pretty good. That looked good. It looked pretty good, which was surprising. <laughs> yeah. This is the part where Skeletor's like, all right, I, I made a promise that I wouldn't kill these people. mm and then he explains why they don't kill the the guys is because as soon as we kill them, we lose our leverage on He-Man. Yes. So we can't do that. Um, and so they just leave, which is clever, but very unskeletor. I feel. True. I also love how we then see Skeletor's true intentions with He-Man, which is to strip He-Man down and whip him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Skeletor, yes. Now we're getting some real Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Mm-mm. The friends don't have a cosmic key anymore, so they can't teleport back. I was like, how the fuck? How, how in the world is, is this movie going to turn it around and the good guys win at the end? Because the bad guys should win at this point. There's no reasonable explanation. Uh, well, you see, they do have a cosmic key, except it's been destroyed. And the memory bank is gone, so they can't just go back to Eternia because it's not programmed into the machine anymore. But aha! Kevin is a musician and has memorized the musical key for Eternia, which is the theme tune of Masters of the Universe. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, that's kind of... I, I, I like that bit, at least, that it's like a tie-in Master of the Universe theme, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But also, uh, of course, they need the human to help them get back, and it's like, uh, oh, it's so trippy, it hurts. And so he plugs the key into his keyboard <laughs> and plays a little ditty, yep. and they all get teleported back to Eternia. So they manage to figure out somehow to get there. Also, you say it like this last two minutes but this is like 10 minutes almost oh. of them <laughs> sitting around doing nothing being like oh it's hopeless oh how are we gonna get back yep oh we still have the cosmic key but we can't find the tune oh i'm a, i'm a musician i know the tune okay i'll need some stuff all right we have this stuff okay we have built the thing yeah like it was like this could have been two minutes but instead it took 10 um, meanwhile, at Grayskull, we see He-Man, he's tied up, and uh, Skeletor wins mm. as he gets the power of the universe, as the eye of the whatever they made up. Yeah, he grabs the sword of power, or whatever it's called, yep. and he says the line, and he gets a golden costume, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and I was like, oh shit, it's God Skeletor. Yeah. How the fuck does he lose? Well, because, you see, the movie's over. Oh, I see. And and it makes no sense that he's almost worse now that he's got um god powers. No, it's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. An inconvenience, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. He gets god powers. And then I was like, oh, he's going to do some cool god power. Nope. He just shoots lightning like he was doing before. He's literally the emperor. Yeah, he's literally the emperor. But like... Now he's even worse than he was before, even though he's he's literally won at this point. Yeah. This was his end goal was to get the power of the universe, and he gets the power of the universe, and then he's useless in this film. It's so dumb. So all of the friends show up in Eternia, yep. and there's a big fight in the castle. Yes. Uh, He-Man... Uh, grabs he, the sword. He grabs the sword, and then he says, I have the power. Except he doesn't say the full line. <laughs> no, he doesn't. By the power of Skull. I have the power. We don't even get the call, like, animated, oh, there's his sword, there's his kind of cross piece, he's got a cape now in, like, the transformation thing. Yeah, no, he doesn't transform form around. Nope. He just says the line. Yep. And then he has a conversation with Skeletor the last, like, two minutes. Yep, and then they have a sword fight. And then they have the lightsaber sword fight. Oh, lightsaber duel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they've got the two swords, but every time they combine, because the the two swords are so powerful, it's just lightsaber sound effects and, like, sparks. It's really good. And so what happens is He-Man gets disarmed, so he grabs Skeletor's rod thing and he breaks it in half. Yep. And then Skeletor's like, Ah! That hurt me. Yep, and then he's no longer god power. 
wow, Skeletor, how do you fuck that up? Honestly. <laughs> and he was literally won at that point. How? I don't know. How in this position? Also, the good guys are winning now because they have a policeman with a shotgun. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how they're defeating the Stormtroopers. Yeah. I would probably say it's a weird sci-fi universe. The Stormtroopers' armor would not be resistant to actual bullets. It would only be resistant to lasers? Yes, that, that, that totally makes sense. I think that's a classic Star Wars thing. It's like why the Ewoks could battle the yeah. the Stormtroopers was because they were built for like laser combat, not, you know, <laughs> ground yeah. uh, grounded slingshot combat, you know? And so they win the day. They defeat all the Stormtroopers and He-Man picks up Skeletor and chucks him down the Death Star elevator shaft. <laughs> he literally dies like the Emperor. He gets thrown down a, a shaft. And dies exactly like the Emperor in Star Wars. It is. It's the Emperor death. I was like, how blatant do they want it to be? Oh my god. We cut a couple hours in the future. Everyone's saying goodbye. The detective is staying on Eternia because he's in love with a beautiful slave woman. Uh, (laughs) Great. Yep. And then just at this last minute, Kubo mentions that he can send them through space, but also time. What? Yeah, Gwildor's like, oh, by the way, what? Julie, do you want to go back in time and save your dead parents? And she's like, all right. But that ruins the entire movie because they could have gone back in time to stop Skeletor before he fucking existed. Before this movie happened. That would have been a better movie. Yeah. Baby Skeletor. Going back in time to kill baby Skeletor. Or, <laughs> or you know... Go back in time and, uh, you know, and then Skeletor gets the key and Skeletor can go through time. Oh, Skeletor through time? That would be a cool movie. Wouldn't that be fucking sick? That'd be great. Maybe that was the sequel they were planning on making because there is a post-credit sequence that we'll get to. Yeah. Um, and by post-credit sequence, I mean it's just one line. But anyway, we'll get to that. And then they, they travel through space and time. Julie and the boyfriend travel through space and time. They stop Julie's parents from getting on the plane. Yeah, they, they just so happen to arrive at the exact day where Julie's parents would hop on the plane and she stops them from doing that. And we see that Kevin has also stolen a keepsake from Eternia, which we zoom into. It's like this blue orb. We zoom into the orb and we see Castle Greyskull and the He-Man. He's got the sword and he's holding it up and he's saying the line. And it's the end of the movie. That's the end of the film. That's Masters of the Universe. It ends with the humans on Earth and not the plot point that anyone cares about, which is He-Man and the Masters of the Universe on Antonio. It's an oldie for me. This movie fucking sucks. That's not the end of the movie, though. That's not the end of the movie. Because then the credits roll, and then the post-credits is Skeletor's face coming out of some ooze and saying, I'll be back, right at the camera. Yep. He wasn't back. They never made another one. No, because it was so god-awful that no one, and didn't make any money whatsoever. The worst bit is this bombed so hard. Like, even this known franchise. I was actually expecting you to like this movie, and so I'm very glad that we're both going to give it an oldie, because I was worried. As soon as this movie ended, I went, Zach's going to give it a goodie, goddammit. No, no, not at all. Absolutely not. This movie's so fucking... No, because they go to Earth. Yeah, it's pretty bad. They go to Earth. All the Earth stuff was complete rubbish. I didn't want to see any of this crap. None of it made any sense, and it was 
bad. I hated this movie. It was. It, it I was... think I hated it more than you because I liked the old franchise. <laughs> exactly. I've got no connection to this franchise, so I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, you're you're just like, oh, this is a bad movie. You're like. Oh, I'll like it because I liked the old series. No, I hate it because I liked the old series. I guess if you were a kid, like six years old, you saw this movie Mm. for the first time and you loved it, great. If that's the case, that's like us with Space Jam. You love this movie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I read a few comments that was like, even as a child, I didn't like this movie. Well, that also makes complete sense. But like, if you like this movie, great, good on you. I hated it. It gave me a headache. I had to stop watching halfway through and go get some fresh air because I was just (laughs) so... Oh. That's that's funny that you got a you you got physical pain from this movie. <laughs> if there's one thing you can take away from this movie, it's physical pain. I would watch Superman four again before watching this, mm. not because I think Superman four is better, but because it didn't give me a headache. <laughs> so mm. that's why. Uh, yeah, no bad stuff. Uh, it's an oldie from me, hundred percent. It doesn't feel like a January movie though, so I'm not going to give it that. No. I think it's just old. It's like a classic remake of a TV series into a movie adaptation that's like, no one really cared about the the TV show. No. It's an awful film. (laughs) Just avoid this. It's awful. Oof. Out of five stars, it's probably like a one. (laughs) Yeah, I'd give this a one as well. It's definitely a one. So two oldies there for Masters of the Universe. Add and remove, I don't know, remove Earth. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm removing Earth and I'm adding Orko. Keep Gwildor in there. We're going to have Gwildor and Orko making weird goblin jokes. Oh, yeah, wouldn't that have been a funny duo? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I will remove remove Earth, obviously. Mm -hmm. That whole plot point was dumb. But then what is the plot after that? It's just Conan. Yeah. It would just be Conan, like, walking around the desert fighting people. Or maybe it's, like, Skeletor gets the powers of Skull, and then He-Man has to fight him with the power of Skull. Yeah. There is the checklist, but you've got to run, so we we'll probably won't do that this week. That's fine. Yeah, we'll just move on to... Raving Reviews. This is the part of the show, the Rotten Tomatoes audience. We get their opinions, and we put it in the show. Uh, We don't get critics because they actually know what they're talking about. And the audience is much more informative on what the people think. Speaking of what the people think, we have uh, Joa who says, uh, Where were He-Man? In the entire five episodes, He-Man had less screen time than the cat. God damn it. Take that how you will. Actually, the cat is barely in the show. I don't think the cat gets more (laughs) screen time than He-Man because at least (laughs) He-Man's in the flashbacks. Yep. Okay, all the reviews are for the new TV show. Great. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the first one. Just the okay. first one. Uh, <laughs> because because all the lot of the recent reviews are people talking about the TV show or thinking this is the review section for the TV show. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is so stupid. You're on the wrong Rotten Tomatoes page, you dummy. I'll guess half a star for that one. It is half a star. It is half a star. Yep. We have someone from a without a username who said, A notorious box office bomb. Mm. This film was aimed at one group, and that's the youth. Mm. But as an adult, total 420 rewatchable. Ooh. I would disagree because I would just be really anxious and have even more of a headache. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Total 420 rewatchability. 
three stars because it's slightly positive. But you were close. It's two, two out of five, two out of five. More positive than the previous one. We have Juan who says, this movie is cheesy and awful like no other. And I love it. Ah. Every second of it. Heart. This is the three star one. This is the three stars. It's one out of five. Oh, it's even more negative. All right. Yep. Yep, they, they were even more negative. But I liked how they were like, this movie is cheesy and awful. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, we have Martin, who says, pretty sure this was bad when it first came out. Mm. Now it's just shit. Mm. <laughs> I like that review. That's pretty good. Oh, I don't know if that's half a star bad, though. So I'll probably just go mm. one star for this. It is one. Yeah, it right. is one. Well done. You got it. You got it. And uh, finally, we have Emily. File under good rubbish. Good rubbish. Good rubbish. Uh, rubbish, though. Two stars. It's one out of five. Oh, Again. One. <laughs> <laughs> I put three ones in a row. Well, that is the episode of Masters of the Universe. Oh, I am so tired of talking about this. My God. This film. I, my, I am out of energy. This was rough. Although I feel like we're back in our wheelhouse now of bad 80s mm. cash grab movies. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll yeah. see what happens next week. You'll pick in next week's episode in a second. Uh, but first, as always, if you like the show and you want to help us out, tell a friend. We have a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram account. We've got emails, oldiebuttagoodiepod at gmail.com. Um, that's all in the episode description. Go check out the Spotify. Go check out iTunes. Go check out Google Podcasts. Go, sure. Go check out a Patreon. Yeah. Go do whatever you want. We get two bonus episodes on the Patreon. What's up there right now? Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah, we we actually managed to review a modern movie, and I, I wish we didn't. That's actually a pretty lengthy Space Jam review up there as well. It's about 50 minutes, yeah, so yeah. go check that out. And I still have things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we didn't cover everything that we wanted to cover. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about it later on. I uh, I watched the old Space Jam. Oh, you did? You finally, yes, there we go. Yeah, because it made me really want to watch the old one. The old one's fantastic. It's good. And then we've got another Patreon episode coming out this week, which is uh, Blood Feast versus Blood Diner. Oh, yes, I'm excited for that one. Jim Keen for that bonus battle. So check that out if you want. Uh, but you're picking next week's episode. So I'm going to go through your options. You've got quite a few. Number one option is Can't Buy Love. It's about a nerd oh. uh, who probably wears glasses oh. who gives a cheerleader a thousand bucks to pretend to be his girlfriend for a month, which a thousand for a month? I mean, yeah, but a thousand back then was a lot. That still seems pretty cheap, though. That still seems pretty cheap. I don't know. Yeah, but it's also just like girlfriend. No, true. Depends. Depends how girlfriendy you have to be. Mm. You know. Um, Also, huge pass. This sounds like the worst. This sounds like the antithesis of what I hate. You've also got disorderlies, which is about a gambler who tries to speed up the death of his millionaire uncle by hiring some inept orderlies to go to the hospital where the uncle is currently at. Oh, I hate that. Okay. I, I was, like, on board until you said inept, and I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, it's slapstick. It's 100% slapstick. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. slapstick for an hour and a half. No, thank you. How about Eat the Rich, Ooh. which is a British satire about terrorists and a rude waiter who take over an exclusive London club? Actually sounds kind of interesting. It could be interesting. Okay. It could be interesting. You've got No Way Out. A Navy officer has an affair with someone's wife and then she's found dead. And they're like, who bloody did it? It's a mystery. 
Okay. North Shore. If you love Space Jam and you love sports movies, you'll love this one. It's a movie about a surfer who goes to a surfing competition. And it's all about surfing. It's a surfing movie. Sorry, what was it about again? Surfing. Ah, thank you. Sorry, I missed that part. And then finally, your final option is The Monster Squad 5 youngsters have to team up to fight Dracula, to fight the mummy, to fight the gill man, and to fight Frankenstein's monster, who all show up in town looking for an amulet. Wow. (laughs) We got some real douches this week. Yeah. Wait, so we had a surfing movie. You're not picking the surfing movie. Pass. Uh, we had the nerd... The nerd. Big big yikes pass. We have the bad slapstick movie. Yep. I mean, it could be a good one. No. And what was the other one? A mystery affair, a Navy officer. You're not going to oh. pick that. I don't think you're going to pick that. And then, then also the British satire. Yeah, Monster Squad sounds the most interesting, though. Mm. Um, I think Monster Squad is definitely winning me out as the most ridiculous bullshit one there. It sounds very bad, to be honest. Yeah, the premise of five kids have to fight Dracula, the mummy, and the Fra- Frankenstein's monster yeah. does sound pretty stupid. <laughs> it sounds pretty bad. All right, next week, the Monster Squad. Wrap it up with the best quote from Masters of the Universe. I don't think we covered it in the synopsis, but there's a scene where Gwildor is like, Oh, I remember the days when we didn't have to lock our doors. Yes, sir. I remember when our doors could be unlocked and people could come in and steal stuff whenever they wanted. That's right. I'm a goblin. I don't remember that quote exactly, but it sounds familiar. No, it's verbatim. It's verbatim. Oh, it's verbatim? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. bad. My bad. Uh, I, I got, uh, that's one of those new Japanese synthesizers. <laughs> Let me have a go on that one. Boobity boobity. Bobbity boobity. How about, how about, I have the power of merchandising. (laughs) By the power of merchandising. I have the power. Of merchandising. (laughs) Of not getting a sequel. (laughs) I'll be back. No, you won't, Skeletor. Hopefully, You're never coming back. Hopefully not in this version of the franchise. Ugh. Speaking of which, I quite like the Skeletor in the new series. It's quite good. Anyway, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.